This is Work of the Beat. It is Friday, November 6, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us at the end of a busy week. And most of it... You think? Yeah, I know. Most of it not involving sports, uh, as you can no, imagine. No, a lot of it involves sports. It was, but the sports are not as important. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you had the Eagles last week, which was a um, kind of just an an ugly thing to watch. But they're three, four, and one, and that's all that matters. Oh, I got an opinion on that, but that's okay, okay, we'll get to that in a second. And then you uh, got Maury, and then you got Daryl Maury, and yep. and you had Andy McPhail emerge last Friday. Uh, we haven't been on in a week. I've had some. Um, Issue, you know, not issues, but I had you don't some. have to apologize for for trying to be a teacher. Kevin. Yes, uh, I've been uh, doing some stuff for college, my uh, grad school stuff, yeah. and I also had to do some other things. So that's why we haven't been on in a week. And to be honest, part of the reason we haven't been on in a week is I didn't know where this would go this week. And um, so Mike and I talk. We're going to talk. I, the, I didn't either. We're going to talk. Be honest. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk the sports stuff first. Then if we have time at the end or the energy, we may touch on the other stuff. But I know most of you listen for sports stuff, and you don't want us necessarily preaching to you. And I don't think we'll preach, but we're also human beings, and we have opinions on this stuff and what has gone on in the last 72 hours. Um, And I'm drinking. I'm going to get good and drunk. (laughs) Yeah, Mike... Mike doesn't check the reviews, and I saw the one that was actually apparently from December, of all things. Oh, oh whoa. From December? From December, somebody reviewed and said, oh, you sounded like an obstinate that. drunk. Yeah, whatever. Well, it might have been the holidays, you know? Uh, who knows? It, who knows? You know, it, 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 I think the holidays are an, ex, uh, an excuse to do that. So uh, I think by now, people know I am who I am. Yeah, that's right. And there's some good parts to that, hopefully, and You're, there's some... So not as good parts. I'm never going to change. But the only thing I can say to people that listen to us is I'm just trying to be honest. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. And if you say something, I don't, you know, and sometimes maybe I go over to the the line or whatever. And I um, know that, too. I mean, people have asked me, do you get offended when he yells at you? No. But that's how how I've been. I mean, you've known me for for 20 years. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when you told me Iowa was going to beat, you know, Villanova. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, like, okay, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. stop bringing that up, okay? <laughs> hey, look, you predicted Villanova I, to win the 18 title in, like, December. So, you know. <laughs> I know. You had good ones there, I can too, predict so. one thing. The Eagles aren't winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I listen to Ant. You know, I lo- I like Ant. I'm driving around a lot of times mm-hmm. at that time. So, and he even admitted it today. But he went into the, you know, that the Eagles could win a playoff game because he said, "Look at all the teams they could play. There's nobody there." And I'm like, "I get it. I get it. They get to the playoffs. They could be a better team by then. Who the hell knows? But could we not go there, please? Because then, if they if they get to a playoff game and lose it and don't mm-hmm. look good or something, what's the first thing everybody's going to say? Oh, you know, they didn't look good. Well, but you're the one setting yourself up for that, you know. And, and, and I understand you have to have hope." I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how people feel. But how about we just beat the Giants and go from there? And that's not a given. Uh, you know, everybody... Nothing's a given. Nothing's a given with this team at this point. I mean, you almost lost to... to They've played three they games almost in lost division. The, the worst historically division ever, right? Since the merger. Yeah. Yeah. They lost one game that they held a 17-point lead. They should have lost 
another game if not for Carson Wentz playing lights out the last. If it minutes. wasn't Ben DiNucci last week, I think they probably lose that game. They won by seven because I don't even count the touchdown. I mean, that's fine. You want to count the run back? That maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. They scored sixteen points, points on the worst defense, defense in the league. I mean, come on. Um, now that doesn't mean they can't beat Cleveland, maybe, or they can't beat. A New Orleans, or they can't. I mean, look, they almost beat Pittsburgh and the Ravens. And we well, look. I mean, that's the whole point. Well, about the Eagles, but you okay. Know. Well, like you know, Anthony's saying they could win a playoff game. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, no, 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 no. Himself, I, I understand. You know, I, I get where he was going. But, but, he even but said, let's also be realistic, okay? They'll be the four seed if yeah. you know by the, they're the worst division winner, so they'll be the four seed. Okay, yeah. that means you draw. The team that's the best non-division right. winner. Okay? Well, he mentioned all the teams. Yeah, you know, he he said it, you know he mentioned the Bears, the Saints, the, the Tampa's, the Rams, the, the Cardinals, the Rams. Um, did I, am I it won't it won't be the Niners. No, no. But and he and he said like who among those teams can't they beat? And he may be right. I, you know, I'm, I'm not. I saying, would kind of say all of them, but that's me. At this point, well, but what I'm saying is, can't beat them. It, it, uh, they almost beat Pittsburgh, which who's eight zero. They almost beat the Ravens, who are six and two, I think. Um, so you know, uh, it's football. You know, I, I don't know what the landscape's going to look like in January. Who the hell knows? Maybe they'll have a lot of their players back. I, but I, I understand what Ant's saying. I understand too, and in theory, on any given. On any given Sunday or Saturday or whatever the hell day it would be, yeah, I get it. But there's also realism here. You know, well, you, you watch that Sunday, team they could, on any given Sunday they could lose. Yeah, that's the flip side of. It. And against a really good team, I think they probably would. But here's I mean, my problem, Kevin. It, it, and, and they maybe, don't have a chance of doing something major. That's the thing. They may well, win a game. Yeah, but but if they win, yeah, I, I agree with you. But here's the problem that I have with fans or people trying to judge. Before the season, nobody thought this team was going to a Super Bowl. We all basically said eight, nine wins, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. You know, some people were predicting, sit, you know, Jack Jack might be right. Uh, I don't think Jack foresaw all this. But I don't whatever. think Jack foresaw a six-win t- uh, six division championship. Yeah, but before, before last week's game, all I heard on every talk show everywhere, two bad teams. Two bad teams. Two bad teams. So, when they win a bad game, why is everybody now shocked yeah. that they played a bad game? I, I don't get it. You I can't don't get have it, it both ways. Did the quarterback play horribly? Yes. Is that a problem? Yes. He's not their only problem. There's a lot of problems. No, and I want. I wanted to touch on one other problem. But go ahead. Finish your... Well, they're going to get... Maybe they're going to get some pieces back. This team in month from now might be a better team. I don't know that. They have three division games left. Mm-hmm. Okay, are they going to win two of those division games? Are they going to win all three? Are they, God forbid, only going to win one? Um, then they have five games with people that they probably won't be favored against. How many of those games are they going to win? Are they going to win one? I don't think they're going to lose all five of those games. Um, but they could. I mean, you know. I think they're going to get to like seven. You you, you want the sad thing? Oh, there's lots of sad no, things, Kevin. I think that last game of the season against Washington could be for the yeah. is going to be for the division title. 
Well, it depends. Yeah, Washington's got some easier games coming up, mm-hmm. um, which the Eagles screwed up their easy part of schedule. I mean, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, that, I mean, would that shock? I mean, me? I mean, no. yeah. Look, Washington gets the Giants at home this week. It's a winnable game, right? It's a toss up. It's a toss up. Next two are Lions and Bengals. Yeah, winnable. But uh, they're also losable. They're also losable for Washington, especially the Bengals game. Yeah, I mean at at, da- at Dallas, well, yeah, on that's Thanksgiving, winnable. yeah, uh, at San Francisco, right now, yeah, depending, yeah, sure. All right, they get Seattle, uh, they get Carolina, yeah, they get- but you're talking there. If you piece it together, they can get the six wins just as easy. And if they beat, oh, absolutely, the, and if they beat the Eagles, they win the division, boys and girls. If they're tied, any team, any team in this division, where you're going down a list of five games and say, well, they're, they're, but they're also losable. That's the oh yeah, absolutely, and, and I like, think I think if wh- you're watching a game on Sunday, a critical game for me is going to be the Giants Washington game. Dallas is done. Forget so Dallas. Who are, we, who are we rooting for? We're rooting for the Giants. You got to root for the Giants. Okay, and, but then if they were to lose to the Giants the week after that, they'd be like tied. Then the, the Giants game. will be tied for the lead. Yeah, I right. know. Uh, With three the, division wins, the by the way, you can't look at any of these teams, and, and Dallas is is Dallas might be the worst of them right now. Partially, look, a lot of it's because Dak ain't there. Let, let's be real. If Dak right. was there, they probably would have won. Now, I don't know if the Eagles would have played like that last week if Dak was playing. You know, I, who knows? Um, but, they, you know, they, I mean, if CB West would have won that game probably there. I mean, that guy was <laughs> horrible. No, he was he He's was not horrible. starting this week, obviously. And they were leading at halftime. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to see, the like, any of the three teams – Going into a stretch of four or five games and winning like four of those games. Right. Or even like, it's just hard. It doesn't mean they can't do it. I'm just saying it's hard. Like, I hear people talking about, yeah, the Saints aren't as good as maybe some people thought. They don't have Michael Thomas. Okay. They're, well, not yet. He may, he'll be back well, yeah, this week. They, who knows? Right. But he might not. Who knows? And Drew Brees ain't Drew Brees anymore. So maybe when Saints come in here, maybe the Eagles have a shot in that game. Yeah. Uh, I hear people talking about Lambeau. Are you kidding me? Really? Now, maybe just because the Vikings went in the Lambeau and won, doesn't mean the Eagles can go in the Lambeau and win. It's a division game, and they ran for 190 yards. The Eagles can't run for 190 yards because Doug won't hand the ball off enough times All right. to get to 190. You, you yards. entered, you entered a thing, and I've been a decent Doug fan. I've been forgiving so of the head I. coach. I'm not a Doug knocker. Oh no, that game plan last week and his decisions in that game against uh, Dallas were among the worst I've seen. Um, Which ones in particular? Uh, fourth and three. Not punting it. Playing field positioning. Uh, see, and you texted me at that point, and I had two ways to look at that. What was the score at the time? What was, what was the score? I, I, It was tight. It, I think okay. they, they may there, have been there, behind, actually. There was two ways of looking at that to me. First of all, Doug does that a lot. When you're, when you're around midfield. So the one way of looking at it is Dallas's offense is so bad that even if we give them the ball here, we don't think they're going to do anything with it, which may or may not be true. Your philosophy, which I won't disagree with. I mean, I, I My philosophy is bury them in bad field position, guarantee exactly. they won't score, I, I and it. then probably turn the ball over. I get it. Um, but, I mean, I wasn't going to kill them for that. The, the one pass in the end zone, was that last week or was that the Giants? No, that was the Giants game. Um some of the play, look, Kevin, they ran 20 times for 94 yards. 
Somebody, I was listening to Angelo this morning, hosted by John Johnson, our good friend. Yep. Mitch Williams had these numbers. I give credit to, to Mitch about their running game. How many? It, it's like they don't run the football. Now, I agree. Some of that is because their line has been a little whack. They were coming from behind against the Steelers and the Ravens. So they, you're not going to run the ball when you're no. behind. No, and I get that. And and you don't and you don't have Miles Sanders, so that's a different factor but in it they, too. Didn't they come out last week? Now, because they, I'm they busted it five, they busted five yards to carry with Scott they, they early. Ran the ball, right? Yeah, they were running the ball and then stop. And it was a tie game, basically, right? And stop. Why would you stop running the ball? Because you only have one running back. That's part of it, but part of it is that Doug. And it's an Andy thing, too. Mm-hmm. Look, the whole NFL wants to pass the ball. This is not just an Eagles thing. I mean, or, or but the Eagles rank like last in the league in a bunch of categories when it comes to running. And, and, and I'm just wondering, Dallas is hard, you know? Um, but, hey, you know, they won the game. I mean, you know, look. And, did, well, and, know. and that's the thing. It's like they won the game, but everything this year has a but to it. Everybody, you know, they won the game, but when... But see, I don't care about the but because I told you last week, it doesn't matter. This team is this team. This team is not going to be the 2017 team come December the 12th. I hate to break people's hearts. And looking forward, you know, this division is going to probably suck. They may not even be be the 2018 team, which was, you know, the old infamous... I don't think they're any of those teams. Right. But next year, this division is going to suck again. You know, you could next year nine wins would probably win the division. Unless something happens, you know, Dak comes back and Dak's great um, or whatever, right? You know, but the only thing that matters to me mm-hmm. is I don't care about the offseason. The offseason will take care of itself when the offseason gets here. Uh, and all this thing about putting Jalen Hurts in, and please, 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 people, please, please. If you're going to put Jalen Hurts in, fine, but then you're not putting uh, Wentz back in at some point. Once you cross that bridge, you've crossed that bridge. Because yeah. his psyche will be so screwed up at that point. Um, like if you want to have a, if you want to have a legitimate conversation, and I don't agree with it. Okay, for the record, if, I, if you want to have a legitimate conversation of the shop Wentz in the offseason and see what happens. Okay, I mean, you know, maybe the Colts bite because Frank Reich's there and Phil Rivers is probably going to be retiring or whatever. That's fine. That might be the only team. But that, that's the other thing you got to realize. What's your option? What's your option? Your Jalen Hurts, Hurts. Hurts is not a legitimate option right now. Well, we don't think so, but again... Unless you're ready to go 3-13 and 13 or 4-12, and 12, he's not a legitimate option. But we don't know that, Kevin. I, I've never seen the guy play at this level. So how do I know? I mean, for all I know, he could be a Kyler Murray light. I mean, he certainly was in college. Um, We don't know because we see him three plays a game. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of those is a throw. The only people that know are the Eagles, if they see him. I don't know what they see, but... um, You know, Carson makes 30, I guess, or whatever the hell he makes. All right. You're right. Indianapolis, because of the Frank Reich, because of the... Um, because Phil Rivers may be at the end of the line. Right. But right now, they're like, what are they, 5-2 and two or 6-2? Yeah, and they're tied. You know, everybody talked about it, Tennessee a couple weeks ago, right? Right. Tennessee lost two straight, and, so, and they're going to have Chicago this week. Yeah, There's no guarantee. Well, I, picked the, I, I like the Colts coming into the year. I picked them. Mm-hmm. 
But then I start to sour on Philip a little bit because yeah. he is old. Yeah. He didn't play as well last year, but, uh, you know, I, who the hell knows? There's 38 year old quarterbacks all over the league now. Uh, I mean, um, I, I don't know if that's what Indianapolis would want to do or if that's what Wentz would want or if that's what the Eagles want to do. Because the Eagles have never told us, you know, and nor should they tell us. They, right. they shouldn't come out and hold a press conference. But if this thing – look, I think they're going to win the division. You think they're going to win the division. Mm-hmm. They might not win the division. Who knows? But if this thing turns sour, if Carson has a few more games like last week, which he's had – his two biggest problems this year is inconsistency – and the, and the bad decisions leading to turnovers. Right. Okay. And if by he's now in his fifth year in the league, I don't know if those things are going to change. Nope. I, I don't I, I don't know. All right. But he's the same guy that led you down the field against the Steelers, led you down the field against the Ravens, led you down the field against the Giants. Yeah. So, you know, and when Carson – you know what the funny thing about the NFL is, Kevin? The most frustrating thing is when you're on defense and the opposing quarterback, you got him. Mm-hmm. And then he makes a play. Yeah, it's, yeah, and big play. Most frustrating thing. Conversely, when you're a team and your quarterback does that, it's it's an exhilarating play. And we love Carson when that happens. But the minute he tries to make it happen and it doesn't happen, then we're like, Carson, what are you doing? Right. So I, where that leaves you, Kevin, uh, I, I mean, I, I think where, I, I think this, where do you think Carson? Here's the one thing that I think most Eagle fans would agree with. Just in general about what this team is right now, it, there's no joy in watching them. They're no. boring. No. no, they're ridiculous to watch. Yeah, um, I, I just I, there's not you know there's no joy. It's ugly. It, it's not a fun experience sitting on a Sunday and watching it. I'm actually looking forward to this Sunday where I don't have to watch them and I can flip yeah. the different games. Yeah, I mean, although I will say this. I mean, the Steeler and the Ravens games were entertaining. Yeah, I, I mean they were they were like watchable. Steelers uh, Titans was was watchable. Yeah. The Giants game wasn't watchable. The Dallas game, I mean, the division games aren't watchable. Which there's a reason for that because all four teams stink. Right. Um, it's just a degree of how much you stink. Oh my my! When I said the Titans game, I thought you meant Steelers Titans. Steelers Ravens play each other last week, so I thought you were right. talking about that type. And, and I understand why Doug. You know, people get upset at Doug. When he comes out and says, "Hey, we won the game," but what is Doug supposed to say? I know he's. It's not. I hate. You're, that you're not people, going for artistic points if no, you're a head I mean, coach. Like, look, I like Angelo. I mean, you are. Yeah, but I mean, and I'm not. It wasn't just Angelo. I don't mean to, that. But when people come out. What do they want Doug to say? Yeah, we're giving that one back. We we were bad. Car- I mean, they're not going to do that. And and you know, and Doug pretty much said what he had to say in a sense of. Uh. You know, we won, but we got a lot of things to work on. And that's fair. And he'll be saying that in week 15 or 16. I mean, these problems aren't going away. The only thing that's going to happen is they might get some bodies back. Mm-hmm. And your quarterback might play more consistently well. Right. I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, if I had the answer to that, man, I'd be, uh, I don't know what I'd be. I, who, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's. Equals talk, which you know, I don't know. So I'm supposed to root for the Giants this week. Is that what I will write? I will root for the Giants. Okay. All right. Um, Do I root for the Giants next week? Who do they have next week? Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. <laughs> Duh. 
Uh, is that a one o'clock game next week? Uh, yeah, I think we've seen the last the prime time for the Eagles. They have no more prime. Well, they time they, games they have they have a Monday night game against uh, Seattle. Um, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that's the that's the weekend of Thanksgiving or early that December. That's here, though, right? That's here. It's here. Okay. And I think technically there's a couple four twenty fives in there, uh, but there's no there's they no. They can't get they can't get flexed out of a four twenty five. Oh, I'm sure they could. Yeah, you know, I, I Ray said it last week. I think we've seen the last of e, uh, Eagles Cowboys on the schedule for a while. As far you as you know, as people it, people say that, and I guarantee you, one of the games next year will be, you know, a Sunday night or or Thursday because Monday they, night because maybe. They can sell that. You, you, yeah, they can, can. you can sell that even, and especially if Dak's back and you know whatever. But hey, look, if that last game against Washington means the division, that could be a. And I'm not saying it, oh, that'll be. Uh, they, they don't play any 8 o'clock games at night, do they? On the no, they do. they do. They do. I mean, that could be the 8 o'clock game. It could. You know, depending I wouldn't advise it if I'm the NFL, but... Right, but you can always sell a division being won regardless of how bad it is. You know, if something... Assuming it's game, those two head-to-head, it could be an 8 o'clock game. Well, you, it, want a yeah. game you want a game where, where something's on the line. Now, the Eagles won't be the only game with something on the line that week, even if it comes down to that. But, you know, a lot of things are already decided by then. You know? Um, Actually, it's November 30th, which is... Is that Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah. Um, it's after. I think it's right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right? the Monday night after Thanksgiving. Then 425 games against the Packers, the Saints. 4 o'clock game, obviously, in Arizona. 425 game against the Cowboys in Dallas, and then one o'clock against uh, Cleveland's. Cleveland's a one o'clock game. Cleveland's one o'clock game. Yeah, that see Cleveland could be a really interesting game because Cleveland sometimes can play well, and sometimes Cleveland plays not so well. Well, here's the um, thing. Here's the thing with Cleveland too. Assuming that the Eagles win next week against the Giants, which is I know an assumption, you're going for four in a row at that point. You know. Yeah. And then you got maybe a little momentum, no matter how ugly you've been. You but, get- but think about think about us, Kevin. You and I both Redskins. Now we, we thought the Redskins could Washington. give them a game. But we did Washington. We thought Washington could give them a game. We mm-hmm. were both kind of on board. And then when it was 17 I'll tell you what, the Giants aren't bad. Like, but they're not great, but... They, we they both sh- said the Eagles were going to not lose to the Giants. They, mm-hmm. they should have. And we both said they weren't going to lose to the Cowboys. And they, they could have if the quarterback wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm saying, but the one game I think they can't win in that stretch other than Seattle. See, I, I think green Bay is a tough one too. That's just me because, and green Bay owes them one from last year. And they can't year. beat Arizona on the road. That's the one I don't think they can win nope. because I just don't think they can handle that Kyler Murray. Nope. Crap. Nope. 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 All right. All right. But, so since it's Friday and, um, you know, we do this on Fridays. Uh, let's look ahead at the weekend, college and pro, uh, college in the NFL. You ready? Let me get my stuff. Hold on a second. All right, I'll play the theme. Go ahead. Just point me where you wanna go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me yeah, to the party. If the button in the back, I've been working all my life. Can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her. I should point out this is probably the the earliest we've gotten to the easy money segment in uh, this show in about two years. Um, yeah, we're only twenty three minutes in, so um, 
I, I'm assuming you did something for Better's Insider on a on the old uh, college football there, Michael. I don't. Do, I haven't done college all year. Oh, okay. Me. I'm sorry. I, no, no. I haven't done any because we're, we're still trying to find somebody to sponsor. Um, yeah, I do. A, I do the golf for them every okay. week, but that was as far as I was taking it. Okay, my apologies. Um, um, uh, and plus the season, so this year is so whacked out. You know, you, you have to every game. First of all, you have to make sure they're playing. Yeah, that's number they one. They keep you, dropping you like Army, flies. You see the Army Air Force game. Army Air Force is called. Yeah. Purdue, Wisconsin and that, called, that, that, and there was a, a military um, commander in chief's trophy. I guess. I think they're um, trying to find a, a weekend where they could fit it in. I, I think it said there was no weekends. Okay. I, I mean, I thought I saw something on the scroll. Maybe not. Maybe 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 that was. A, but I thought I saw something on the scroll that they they couldn't find one. But anyway. Um, By the way, before yeah. we get started on the picks, I, I need your thoughts. But there were two Pac-12 games called this week already: Arizona, Utah, and Cal Washington. And Cal Washington. Okay. Yeah. Your thoughts on Arizona State and USC, which will take place at noon Eastern time from the Coliseum tomorrow. 9 a.m. Pacific. If, I mean, if you play games at 10 o'clock, I mean, I don't care anymore. I, I don't. I mean, okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no, I mean, just it's, asking. Is, is it that big of a deal to play at 9? Yeah, I mean, is, is it stupid in a sense? But Well, there's no the crowd, rule, so I guess it's not. doesn't really the matter. Rule, the rules are all off. You know, and if you asked a lot of football players, mm-hmm. I'll bet you they wouldn't mind starting. Like, I... I, I got to think as an athlete, the goofiest thing is waiting like all day to play. Mm-hmm. You know, I know golfers have said, you know, if, if you're in one of the final groups, you know, you might not tee off till 3, 3.30. All right. And some guys have said that that sitting around for all that time is hard. So, hey, look, it, it's I'm sure they're doing it for as everything else. They're Television. Doing in this world for money. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I right. just think it's, it's amazing when you look at the games. Like sometimes I, I would call up a couple games to try to see like, you know, who, who, and, and the first thing they tell you is see who's playing because mm. of the COVID, you know? And, and I'm like, Oh really? Like, Oh, that team's got five guys out with COVID or <coughs> it's, it's in betters, man. I'm telling you, I'm yeah. sure some people are making money off this, but I think a lot more might not be because it, you know, you're making bets based on guys playing. And then ain't playing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Who the hell knows? All right, let's start with uh, let's start with college football. And uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I was looking at several games. Um, I got some games I would tease, but I'll give you a couple first. I'm looking at Michigan laying three to Indiana. Um, Indiana's two and zero. Oh. Yeah, they probably should be one and one. Maybe who knows. Apparently, they got some guys. They're, they're a little whatever. I think Jim Harbaugh was embarrassed. And maybe he'll get embarrassed again. I don't know. But I would give the Wolves a shot. They're, they're, they're only laying a field goal. It's not a lot. Uh, Indiana's offense is pretty good, it looks like. Um, I would take a shot with the Michigans. I actually would go the opposite in that game. I think okay. Indiana's better than people realize. And I think was, uh, Michigan, I don't know what that was last week. It was bad. How you lose to Michigan? He's one in six against Michigan State, but Michigan State yeah. and Ohio State in the big house. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that's just me being, you know, giving Jim Harbaugh one more shot. I don't know. Um, I'll take another. I got another one for you. Go ahead. You tell me what you think of this. 
There's two bad teams, which is usually a bad sign. Florida State laying one and a half at home to Pitt. That is a bad game. <laughs> a bad well, Pitt's, Pitt's lost four in a row. Florida State is... Well, well I'll say this one. Is getting Florida, better. Florida State hung a little bit with Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and Pitt didn't. Uh, Pitt's got a really good And then good beat North defense. Carolina. Yeah, Pitt's got a really good run defense. and But I'm just going to take a shot that Florida State at home will win that game. That's all. They only have to win the game, basically. By the way, um, this mic stand is annoying the hell out of me. And somebody was saying that you could play the money line at minus, I think it's minus 130, which is almost the same as laying the 110. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just wanted to do that, but all you're doing is buying yourself a two-point win. You know, if they, I, I guess if Florida State only wins by one, then you would have, that's a good bet. I'll take Georgia later three at home against Florida. I think that's a game where, Everybody's thinking, well, you know, Georgia played like crap so, again. Sorry about that. I got an amber alert. Oh, okay. Uh, Florida is, or Georgia played like crap against Alabama, so they must not be good. And Florida, well, Florida lost to Texas A&M. Florida is also trying to, be, you know, they played Missouri last week. They didn't play for three weeks before it. And now you're having the world's great, the world's biggest cocktail party. They don't call it that anymore. I know they don't, but. It's like the Red River rivalry. They don't call it that anymore. Um, or just whatever they call it. The I Ridge just, uh, it, to me, it's a it's a matter of who do you like better. Do you like Florida and Dan Mullen to, to rise the occasion? Kirby Smart. You stay, you stay away from the game. Kirby Smart is great against Florida. Uh, against Florida. He's 3-0, and, yeah, and they've blown him out. Yeah. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Georgia. I'll lay the three. Oh, my God. My friend who is a Florida grad, and I asked him, I asked him all the time. I said, are the Gators going to win? He said, no. So okay. he's not always right. But I, I just don't like that game at all because I, I think Georgia can be good when it wants to be good. It hasn't always looked that good this year. Right. Um, and Florida can score. I mean, it's it, it, again, it's like the Alabama game. You know, Georgia had this great defense. Alabama had a great offense. And Alabama wound up winning pretty easily. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the same kind of game. Florida's just not as good as Alabama. That's that's the difference. Um, you had teasers. Well, I, have- I want I want to, well I, I got who do you, what do you, what do you think about the Clemson Notre Dame? You know, I was waiting for you to say that. Well, before we go down, I will say this: Temple is I, I wouldn't touch Se- the Temple game. Yeah, seventeen and a half against SMU, and it's, it might even go. But I'll tell you what: and, and SMU has a bad record apparently when they're like that high of a. Temple is depleted, man. I feel so no bad Russo, for them. right? No Russo. They've got COVID guys. They've got an SMU can score. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be got, nasty. Like, one of the nation's best offenses, but it's just a shame because if they lose, they go to one and four. And I know nobody cares, and you know it's. But it's just you know you don't like to see that. And um, what's the over under in that game? Uh, it was 60 62 or and a half. Yeah, and I, I just don't know how much Temple's going to score. Uh, they scored three points last week, right? Yeah, prob- the problem is, yeah, they lost 33. The problem is that SMU can throw 50 up in a hurry. Yeah, and, they, and they, at some point they might not care. You know, they, I think last year they beat them 45-21 in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And Temple was better. Prob- I mean, Temple was better last year. Uh, but it's just, you know, it, it, if SMU... We're only laying maybe like 10. 
Um, and the money line was like eight to one. Yeah, I saw that's, that. That's just a lot. You can't go there. But anyway, Clemson giving five and a half at the Irish. Uh, and actually, the funny thing is, Brian Kelly has like an eight and two record against the spread at home against ranked teams. He just hasn't beaten a lot of them. That's a nugget. It's a nugget. I mean, and and I thought last week what happened to Clemson was the worst thing that could happen to Notre Dame. Yeah. But I can't get a feel for this game at all. I, I mean, well, it's, and it's lost a lot of luster in a sense of it's almost put Notre Dame in a, in a no win situation. If you beat Clemson, yes. you beat them without Lawrence, right? But here's and a the couple thing. a couple of their defensive linemen are hurt too. Yeah, but I don't care about that. no. But I'm, but that's big going against a Notre Dame offensive line, which is really good. Oh no! What I'm saying is nobody's going to care. They're going to care that Lawrence didn't play. Yeah. They're not going to care that they're. Here's the thing. And, it's no, said, and you're going to have to face them again in the ACC championship game. But this is what it does for Notre Dame. Oh, let's puts them in the conversation. You, let's say they win the game, mm-hmm. sake of argument. They play in the ACC title game. And lose a squeaker. And, yeah, they lose by a touchdown even. Yeah, mm-hmm. t- seven to ten. Yeah. You know, with the, with, uh, the guy who's not going to probably win the Heisman now, but he, he still could. Um, this Notre Dame has to win this game. Because yep. if they lose this game and they get a rematch with Lawrence, nobody's going to think they can win. Yeah, it doesn't mean they won't. And they haven't lost a home game. I know I know it's different this year with no crowds and everything. They haven't lost a game at Notre Dame Stadium since they lost to Georgia five years ago or four years ago. Yeah, and they almost won that game. That was a good game, yeah. as I recall. Um, I, I, I can see this game. Go, look, Notre Dame's got a really good defense. They're um, tough at home. They're tough at home. I would just stay. This is like the Georgia Florida game to me. I, 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 you know, I could probably make a case for either side. Um, I can make a case to take Notre Dame with the five and a half at this point, yeah. but because I, I think, think I think they have a shot. I have a I, they have a realistic shot to win the game outright. Well, see, what you could do is you could throw them in a teaser and, and get that up to eleven and a half. I don't do the teasers. I know you don't. You know, and, I, and, I, and you're probably smart not doing it. I'm just saying. But if you know, if you feel that way. You know, because we always think of doing teasers the one way. I get in trouble. But doing them the other way. I'll, gi- I'll give you another one. And I know it's tough because the Pac-12 hasn't played. S- same game I got. Go ahead. No, you go. Arizona State. I'll take. No, it's a different game. I'll okay. take the 10 and a half. I don't think okay. you know what these teams in the uh, in the Pac-12 are going to be. Yeah. I, I, I remember I, a few years ago when we were pick- when I was picking for the Daily News still. Dick Girardi one year took every underdog in the Pac-12, like every week. Yeah. And they covered it like a seven. Now, look, that was, you know, five, six, seven years ago. But I don't have any – look, I don't know anything about those teams. When I saw that line, I thought the same thing you did. Take Herm Edwards. Take Herm. Yeah. Get the 10 and a half. Why not? But I, I wouldn't play – I wouldn't play $1,000 on it. I'd play maybe a 20. What do you think about the Oregon-Stanford game? Because that's actually – that's actually the primetime game on the ABC. Um, and it's kind of an important game if you're if you're the Pac-12 because you, you need Oregon to win that game, and you Oregon's need favorite Oregon, by eight. Yeah. But you you're gonna you're gonna lay eight to David Shaw? I don't know. Apparently, Stanford has a great offensive line. Um, so you know it could be one of those deals where they just keep running the ball all night. And um, what conference is in what conference is more irrelevant this year? Is it the Pac-12 or the Big Twelve? Uh, well, both. I mean, <laughs> I know, no, I mean, but they've, they've, look, the last few years of the college football playoff, Oklahoma, I think, has been in three of the last four. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm not mistaken. And Baylor came very close. But what I'm saying is, but other than Oklahoma, I don't think another Pac or Big 12 team has been in the playoffs. I don't think Texas has been since they started them. I don't think anybody has. So, you know, when you're talking about relevancy, so in the Pac-12, if USC isn't good, mm-hmm. I mean Oregon uh, has you know last year was good, almost made the playoffs with Cristobal, and obviously when Kelly was there and Mariota, or no Kelly wasn't there, Mariota was there. They they got to the championship game and Ohio State killed them, but they're the two worst conferences. Yep. I mean, look, I mean the ACC would be in that if not for Clemson, because mm-hmm. the ACC ain't much. But I mean, who doesn't know that the SEC is the best conference? I mean. They've been the best conference for a decade. Yeah. Yeah, I used to get people that would argue with me about that. And they say, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They won seven of the last eight national titles. Like, don't go telling me the SEC, you know, isn't by far. Now, Ohio State and the Big Ten are, are you know, have moved themselves up. But, you know, the Big Ten hasn't been in two of the last three playoffs. No. We forget that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of irrelevancy out there, Kevin. Yes, there is. It really it's, is. And speaking of that, let's get to the NFL, shall we? Oh, two games I was going to throw. Is it well? Yeah. Right, go, go, go. No, uh, Texas is laying five at home to West Virginia. West Virginia coming off that big win. Yeah. Um, I might throw a little teaser at you and take Texas just to win the game. Okay. And Minnesota at Illinois is laying seven. All right. And apparently Illinois has issues. Uh, some COVID related, some whatever related. So I would tease them just have Minnesota win because I think Minnesota is better than they've shown. Um, well, we'll see. All right. Go Seminoles. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the NFL. <laughs> if I was going to play one, that would be my one. Florida State. So we'll see. Okay. Bobby Bowden still coach here? <laughs> Jimbo Fisher still coach here? No. I don't even know who their coach is. It's the guy, Justin, uh, the guy who was at uh, Memphis. Oh, he's good. Yeah. The guy before him was a bozo. Yeah. The oh. Willie Taggart. Oh. <laughs> well, it was too close to Taggart. That's why. Yeah, the guy, <laughs> the, the guy from Memphis, he, he he's pretty good. He's yeah, pretty good. Okay. Um, all right, you you start. All right, this is not a great week. Well, there's not as many games. I don't think. No, it's a heavy bye week. The marquee game on the Sunday early, well, in the four thirty window is Steelers and Cowboys. Uh, yeah, that's a marquee game. All right, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'll lay the four and a half against the Dolphins at home. Uh, look, the Dolphins are pretty. I like that. I, I like that. This is just Tua going on the road against a team that had a bye week, coming off an emotional win against Seattle. And they're good. And they're good. Yeah. It's just a tough them. spot for Miami. T- they won Miami won last week, not because of Tua. It was because they forced some turnovers against the Ram defense. But see, to me. That's the sign of a good team. Like I agree. Like, yeah, I think that coach does. I think both these coaches are doing a pretty good job. I do too. But I agree with everything you're saying. I, I what's the line like? Four five? and a half. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. And 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 look, the Dolphins play a lot of close games. That's the only thing that scares me. Um, but I agree with you. I think uh, the Cardinals are going to come in here. They're going to put some points up. And I think I, I could see like. Um, like a 30-17 kind of game. Yeah, I could too. Uh, second one. 
I'll take Houston. I'll lay seven on the road at Jacksonville. I know they're one and six and one and six, and I know it's awful. I just can't. They've, they've won eleven in the last thirteen in that series. Texans. Yeah, I, I don't know against the spread. I'm just saying they've won eleven in the last thirteen. The Jaguars are mailing it in at this point. I well, mean, Minshew's Minshew, Minshew's mustache is not playing. Right. Uh, Sean Watson still the Sean Watson. They still have some decent weapons. Will Fuller didn't get traded. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Texans. I'll, I'll lay the touch. See, I would do that, but what I would also suggest is a teaser. You get the Texans down to the... I think they're going to win the game. I, I don't think the Jags are going to, you know... But seven on the road sometimes can be an issue. You know, oh, sure. For, um, and I would throw that with the Titans, who were giving six at home to somebody. I the Bears. Bears, because the Titans have lost two in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're losing three in a row. Yeah, th- did you watch any of the game last week? It was Bears and um, it the, was brutal. I'm trying to remember who the Bears they, they won in overtime. Oh, it was Saints. Yeah, they lost in overtime. Yeah, Saints. And, and and Nick Foles just left pass after pass out there that could have been scoring plays, and he couldn't hit them to save the like couldn't hit the barn. Kevin, let me let you. I'll let you in a little. Secret. Nick Foles is not that good. I get it. No, Nick Foles. This is Nick Foles' career. He had a great 2013. There, there's no doubt. You can't argue with 27 and two. Sure. Which became 29 and two when he left the field and against the Saints, the Eagles were winning the game. Okay. Does nothing after that for four years, three, four, whatever. Wins a Super Bowl. Okay. Never take that away from him. No. Hasn't done anything since then. So even in that year, he got to the playoffs and here. Oh and, yes, he did. You're right. Yeah, no. Well, no, but it, even then, he kind of was like, eh, okay. He, he wasn't the well, reason they won the playoff game against the Bears. No, but he did play fairly well against the Saints. Uh, I mean, there was the two early touchdowns. Then they didn't do much. Then he work. threw the pick. Then he threw it. Well, it wasn't his fault. I mean, but well, no, yeah. but he threw the pick that they could have gone oh, up yeah, seventeen yeah, or yeah, twenty-four yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but anyway, I mean. Most of the time, but every time Nick wins a game, like, you know, he did in week three or whatever it was, he brought him back against the Vikes. Falcons, yeah. And that's just the way it's always going to be. And Nick will play some good games. But you can't win like that. Especially especially when he doesn't have an Eagle uniform on. No. I just, you know, there's already talk about Trubisky going back. But but Trubisky's hurt. hurt. And that's the the thing. It's like if, if, if. if there wasn't such a big deal about pu- putting Foles in by Matt Nagy after week three, then I think we would have seen this switch to Debrisky at this point already. Um, hey, by, by the way, before this, well, and, and the Bears have a tough schedule. There's a lot of people don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. No, they're offensively limited. They're actually yeah, giving they're up more. Three, I mean, you like, know, yeah, but they're also giving up more points in there. <laughs> yeah, they have I mean, a net net. They have a net negative. Uh, uh, Points four points against. Well, they won. They won some close games. That's that's what Nick does. You know. By the way, Brian Billick was on. Um, I guess it was Angelo the other day. Uh huh. Okay. I'm sure he said something Jalen, wacky. No, fifteen. Jalen Hurst. He calls him Jalen Hurst thirty times. Yeah. Because they kept asking him, like you know, right? It's not Jalen Hurst. Now. Brian Billick's got to know that, doesn't he? Yeah, you would think. I mean, if you make the mistake once, I get it. I, I get, 
I get guys' names wrong all the time. But usually it's like Tua Tungliavoa yeah. that I, you know, that I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, he said it once, and I'm thinking like, well, okay, okay, but he's going to say it like right there, or somebody's going to tell him, but nobody told him. <laughs> it was, um, all right, tell me who the Vikings are playing because I wrote the Lions, and there's no line on the game right now. That's right, that's right, because the Stafford's. Um, yep. Okay, I wrote one more down here, and I so who does Baltimore play? They play the Colts, and they're only a point and a half favorite in Indy. Yes, I I I think, and, and I do like Indy. I, I'm a I'm a, you know, I I would like them before. This. I got to believe Baltimore is going to win that game. That, that's I was leaning the other way. I think Baltimore's been revealed a bit. Uh, perhaps you you could be right. Um, I, th- I, I think mean, Lamar Jackson's limitations are starting to show a little bit. Well, well every guy goes through that, Kevin. I no, guy, I'm just saying. But yeah, for right no, now, I, yeah, I I just think I got a lot of respect for John Harbaugh, and you could be totally right. I just think I have a feeling they're going to find a way to win that game. You know, and the line just seems I mean that's not a low line because the because the Colts are six and two. So one, there's a reason. For one that. final NFL pick. I'll take Washington late at two and a half against the Giants. See, I don't like that game. I, I, I just I and it's, well, a it's, it's basically game. A, it's basically a straight up who's gonna win the game game. Well, yeah, except the last time they played it was a one point game. Um it's a revenge game. Yeah, the Giants do play well at times. Play well against uh, Tampa. It's also a short yeah. week for the Giants, too. Yeah, I, I, their, their quarterback just makes so many mistakes. Um, but then he makes good plays. It, it's you know, it's. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't I just don't like that game. I, I hate any NFC East game anymore. I just hate. Oh. I just hate them. <laughs> You're not the only ones. I think the networks feel that way. Too. <laughs> oh man, they're, they're, I mean they're trash. <laughs> the guy when the Cowboys was throwing sidearm. <laughs> It's so bad. Mahomes can throw throw sidearm. It's so bad. Half the league is bad, but the NFC East is really bad. Like they're they're, they're beyond. Like I'll make the argument the AFC East is not exactly great either. I mean the Bills are okay, but the Dolphins are eh, and the Patriots and Jets think, oh, that ought to be a beauty on Monday night. By the way, yeah, but the AFC East has been both. Divisions, to be honest with you, have been bad for a while. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Giants and the Redskins have been bad for a while. Um, and the AFC East, I mean, none of those teams were ever good for a decade and a half. No. Since, Re- since Rex Ryan left 10 years ago or whatever it was and uh, when the Jets were going to the AFC title games. I mean, now Buffalo's gotten good. Right. But, yeah, that, that yeah. Um, yeah, Monday night, yeah, that'll be That'll be that'll be bad football right there. Think about this, and and I was looking at this. New England's favored by seven. Okay, I I, I know I'm they've gonna lost four in a row. I'm going to regret saying this. I think I would take the Jets. In I think seven. I would too. Darnold's going to play. Well, I don't care about. I mean, no, but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I know. I know what you're saying. Um, I just I would take the over under if it's anything above or if it's anything below forty. Yeah, here's the. Or at forty part. or above. Here are all these national guys, and they're telling you, know, "Well, was it Belichick? Was it Brady? Oh, you know, it must have been Brady." Because no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, they did it together. It's not an equal okay. hand right now. Brady knew. Brady ain't stupid. 
anybody that has half a brain could see where this was going. Yeah. Six of their starters opted out, okay, on defense, I think, or five of them were on defense. Last year, the second half of the year, you could see this happening. They have no weapons. No. They have no speed. Brady took them to 12-4 and four last year. Yeah. For crying out loud. Um, and you could see at the time, he had nothing. There's nothing there. And so, yeah, so the Patriots aren't any good, and people can say, well, see, Belichick can't do it without Brady. I find that to be so stupid of an argument. Um, they're just not good. No. For, for, you know, and, and I guess maybe, the, I, I don't know if they're going to finish bad enough to get a quarterback. I, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they're probably not going to get Lawrence. No. I don't know about the guy from Ohio State. Now, I'm, I'm still not sold on him completely, but. Well, basically, because they're going to at least have four wins because you figure they're going to beat the Jets twice. Yeah, you would think. Um, and here's the other thing. He's got six rings. Yeah. <laughs> like, would you just and they And up? they lost seven people because they opted out because of COVID. Yes. They lost, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody yeah. wants to throw. We have one ring, and we ran around for a year and a half like a peacock, mm-hmm. which is fine. I understand that. We're going to. They got six. Yeah. And they made nine Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Um, Come on. All right. We can quickly touch on the Phillies and the e- and the Sixers. What the Phillies do? They do anything? Well, we haven't been on since Andy McPhail's state of the team. Well, why don't you state the team? They stink. By the way, Brody, uh, the new owner, took over in uh, in uh, in New York right. today and promptly fired Brody with Van Wagenen. So, yeah, but how yeah. about how about how about this idea though? That McPhail goes, you can't hire anybody, and it kind of ties the Sixers and the Phillies together. You you can't hire anybody because of the of the pandemic. While you know that nobody wants to get uprooted, while you have across the street, figuratively. Well, he makes himself look. We I can't sit there and tell a billionaire. John Middleton, that losing $100 million is not a big deal. No. Now, I'm now for Andy McPhail, what, though. Well, but I'm guessing, yeah, but he's probably speaking for John. I mean, I'm sure they had conversations. And, and there's the Phillies are not the only team that's going to be, I mean, now the Indians are talking about trading Lindor. And, well, they've and, been trying to do that for, yeah. Right. But but the Phillies aren't the only team that are going to have cutbacks. You know, and then you wonder what Real Multo is actually going to get mm-hmm. um, in all this. And, 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 we're facing landscapes that we haven't faced before because nobody thought the pandemic would drag on this far. Right. So now the NHL, you know, Kevin is faced with a situation where their TV money's nothing, comparatively speaking. Right. If they don't have people in the stands, it's a problem. They're in trouble. And there was a story this week about so many NHL owners would rather not play than play without fans. Yeah. And I understand uh, that because, again, they're not the NBA who has the option right. of playing. Yeah, right. And and baseball may not have fans. Well, the problem the problem for baseball is the fact they're not guaranteed to have fans in twenty two because there may not be baseball in twenty two. So do you yeah, want to shut you it can't down? Worry about twenty two. Uh, you got it first. You got to deal with that first. Um, but I don't know what that costs in revenue if you're not getting parking and concessions and. And on and on and on. I, you know, I know you're getting a lot of TV money, mm-hmm. but um, 
you know, so I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, John, you, you know, lose the $100 million and don't bitch about it. I'm not yeah. going to say But you can't say what Andy McPhail said. No, you can't. When the team across – and granted, it's a different sport, whatever. But the Sixers brought in a guy from Florida, a guy from California, and a guy from Indiana. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that if the Phillies look – And a guy from Texas, by the way. Okay. You're going to tell me that if the Phillies looked around – They'd ha- they wouldn't have 10 people willing to come to Philadelphia. It, it, it's it's so stupid. In a nanosecond? And, and so he one- just wants and, – and the thing with him is just go away. You don't want to be here. Well, he, you don't – you're be. just – you're just – well, don't tie it up. Well, Then move that, on. Well, if you don't want to do the job, move on. But that, see, that's John, though. John should have said, hey, Andy, we're going to give you this, this – Yeah, title. you're right. Yeah. So – He's been stealing money for five years. But, I mean, you think about this, Kevin – if at a time when the Sixers are going out and giving you hope, uh-huh. and it's it's unfair to compare the teams, but since the Phillies haven't made the playoffs in 10 years, okay, um, the Flyers are probably going to be good. We kind of know that. The Eagles right. are what the Eagles are, but they, hey, they still might be in the playoffs for the fourth straight year. And now you have the Phillies who are basically telling their fans, pretty much, don't count on anything in 2021. Right. And, like you're saying, 2022, you may not have a, a season. May not have whatever. And I just think they're going about it the wrong way. Like, I think there's a way of saying, hey, um, you know, we're, go- we're going to face financial decisions or whatever, but we're still going to, yep. you know, I mean, like, and somebody brought up on the radio, um, I think it might have been Mitch, you know, about how the Jim Jackson thing is just ridiculous. Well, yeah. And you know that, okay, and, and I know that, but yet the Phillies still did it. Yeah, um, and Greg Murphy. Well, Greg Murphy's a Comcast. Comcast, right? That's a whole different ball sure. of ridiculous. Yeah. Um. It, it just look. It, it, it. I don't have the answer because I'm not a billionaire and I don't make decisions like that. And but man, here we are sitting here in in, in November, and and nobody is one iota excited about a team, right? That this year we had hopes for. Yeah. And who has an all-star in right field? Right. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, at, at some point, let's say the catcher goes. And maybe he won't go because maybe the money won't be out there from another team. Right. I, who, who knows? Um, the shortstop's gone. Um, I, you know, you know and I know their bullpen is going to be um, a lot of, of, of cheap guys. And, and, again, the Phillies aren't the only team doing this. There's a lot of teams – that are letting salary go with really good players. Yep. Um, and and apparently the market's going to be limited. Yep. So yeah, I'm willing to wait and see what happens. My biggest problem is why you have the guy who was Clentac's right hand running this thing. Wow. That to me is a slap in because they're going cheap. Face. They're going cheap. That's all they're well, doing. They're, they're, well, there's I, because. You're you're telling the fans, hey fans, you're stupid. We just got rid of Matt Clentac. We made a change. Oh no, wait a minute. No, we didn't. No, because that guy's making the same decisions. It's no. Nah. We're gonna have Ty- we're gonna have Tyrone Johnson on next week, I believe. I look forward to that. I like Tyrone. Uh, uh, Tyrone, uh, you know, again with all the election stuff this week, I didn't want to get in. I'm hoping to get Tyrone on next week at some point. But one thing I want to float to you. And we can forget about the Daryl Morley thing. We'll talk Daryl Morley next week. Uh, Daryl Morey, excuse me, next week. Um, Jalen, Jalen Hurst. <laughs> and Jalen Hurst, yeah, exactly. I just northeast phillied 
the Sixers team president. Um, oh, I, I do that all the time, Kevin. Um, Trust me. Okay. There was an article, and, and I, I, forgive me that I didn't see this back in when it was published September 16th by Jacob Edelman in the Inquirer. Okay. But it talked about, and this was in the wake of the Sixers getting turned down for the uh, arena at Penn's Landing. Okay. Right. Um, but there were, they're, they're pursuing an arena still apparently within the city, and they have different sites. And I read this, and I read this to my wife, and I want to kind of read it to you, the different sites that they're, they're considering. And I want to get your snap opinion when I mention the name, okay? Play a little sure. game here, okay? Go ahead. One is the Turf Club in South Philly. That's right across. That's in the stadium complex. In the right? stadium complex, it's right across from the new casino going up. Okay. Uh, north of Citizens Bank Park, uh, on Packer Avenue. I'm in favor of anything in South Philly because I think it's the. It's not fair to the people down there, but it's the most easily accessible place to get to. Okay. Now the the flip side is that there's not a lot of business development around there. Now yeah, with the but, casino, that yeah. changes. Oh, yeah, right. but you got it. You got the the, the uh, Broad Street Subway takes you right there. Ninety five takes you right there. Seventy six takes you right there. That's a hell of a walk from the subway, by the way. I've done it. Okay. I mean, it's it's like a two three block walk. All right. There's one in Camden, which is uh just that's not in Philadelphia. No, I understand. <laughs> you said Philadelphia. One at the base of the uh, uh, of the Ben Franklin Bridge. Uh, so as you're going over the bridge, you uh, can see it? Yeah, it's going to be on the left side. It's the it's the former state prison property over there. Okay. Okay, which would be interesting because there's not a lot of infrastructure, I think, on that side of the bridge. Everything always seems to go towards, you know, obviously the E-Center and right. where the practice facility is. Uh, any right. any Does it matter to you if they're in Camden or Philadelphia? No. Okay. Only because that's the way the world is now. Okay. You, you know, at some point in my life, it might have. The only thing I, I I would care about is is if it's a safe neighborhood. Okay. You know I don't mean to cast aspersions. No, but it's and it's on the waterfront too, so it, it it's a little more in like, the it's you know. You hate I, saying I, I, it, but I it's wonder where the how area much is. like like you had mentioned though. I wonder how much in terms of restaurants or or things like that there are over there. Not that I think you have to have that. No, but but it doesn't hurt. I no. guess. And if it's part of a bigger complex, too. I mean, I, yeah. I can't imagine Josh Harris is not going to want to make this part of a bigger complex. Right. One site mentioned is Broad in Washington, which is the Bart Blatstein thing across from where the Target is now. Um, you know, there's that huge area of land there. They're doing they're redoing Washington Avenue, I think, too, right? Right. I, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I just don't know what it would mean for traffic. Right. And that would be a concern because it would go right into the neighborhood there, you know. The, right. Yeah. Like at least now, where the where the complex is, even though it, it is a problem, I get it. The South Philly people say, "Hey, we're the ones that have to." It's more it's of a not, limited issue than it is. Right. There's not, but if you're abroad in Washington, I mean, you're in the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine what wash what what the traffic could be. And again, not everybody's going to take the subway. They're going to want to go and park. Um, and then after you exit, where you know you're not near a major thorough, you know you're on Broad Street, but I mean yeah right. I, I, yeah okay. But, Here's another one. Ready? The old Disney Quest site, which is a parking lot now, 
across from the in- where the Inquirer currently is at 8th and Market? No. I, I just don't see... That's that's messed up enough down there. Okay. From a traffic stand, I mean, that's just me. Um, what's it like? Two blocks from the Liberty Bell? It's like um, it's it would be five, four, three, four blocks. Yeah. I mean, why do you want it downtown? Because you have it near restaurants, okay, uh, 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 hotels. Um, okay. okay, I'll buy. Encourage that. public transportation. You're not far from Jefferson Station for Regional Rail. Okay. You have the L right there. I always thought, though, if you're going to have something downtown, per se, a view of the river would be nice. Right. I don't think you have a view from there. No, you don't. And the other but thing But you literally are steps away from Independence Hall. Right. And I think we're overrating the, the restaurants and stuff down there. I mean, I, I work down well. there for... <laughs> you, no, no, I'm just saying, there's a lot of places to grab a sandwich or whatever. Well, it might um, keep Reading Terminal open at night. If, if Reading Terminal still exists. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and again... You're only talking now. The hotel part was interesting. What you mentioned because that's true. Yeah, and there is no hotel part down by Broad and Washington. But the, when they were talking about building on Spring Garden around the corner from the Daily News and Inquirer, mm-hmm. I said to people, they said, "Well, look what it'll do." I said, "You're talking 80 nights a year, right? Out of 360. So tell me what you do the other, you know, there, 280." Oh, it's funny you mention that because that's another site, the Hahnemann University Hospital site. Wow, man, I that is a traffic nightmare. Well, yeah. I mean, this is why South Philly works. Because it's it's not really a traffic nightmare. I mean, I know it can be a you know, I know if you get 50,000 people down there, yes. You know, you got 50,000 of anything, it can be a problem. But when you start putting things in the middle of the city, Man, I don't know. And, and again, well, the pandemic's not going to be here forever. So, right. Yeah, you're talking eight, ten years out is where you're talking. Can you imagine, Kevin, when they're constructing that thing, if they were doing it there? <sighs> well, there's also, there's also the issue of you just shut down a hospital in the middle of the city. Right. And now, you're, and now you, know, you swoop in and you're going to buy the land and knock it down. And, you know, well, uh, see, I don't even. There's an ethical least, issue there. Well, but is is it going? Is it going to open again as a hospital? Because if it's, not I don't know. Again, I don't know. I I, I guess it's better this, than having apartments. World, well, but I'm saying in this world that we live in, what do you think the chances that will be a hospital three, four years from now? Probably zero. Okay, yeah. so then I then I no. If you can put it to some good use, not necessarily as a stadium, maybe you do something else with it. I mean, you know, you talked about apartments or whatever. Maybe people need places to live. Yeah. You know, I don't know that. I mean, they, you know, they had all these people, in, you know, in these encampments and stuff. Yeah. Said they couldn't get um, housing. My, you got, pardon me, my dog's going nuts on me. No, that's okay. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah I don't, I, I just tend to not like anything that's in a congested area because I just think the logistics of it make it really hard. All right. There's a couple other sites here. I'm going to run them by you real quick. Northeast Philly Airport. No. 2932 North Broad. It's basically where the North Philly train station is, the old Joe Frazier's gym. Yeah, I know where that's yeah, I know where that's at. Um be interesting because you can revitalize the neighborhood a little bit. Well, again, we're saying that, but but you know Is it gonna talking, happen? I don't know. You're right. You're talking eighty nights a year. Yeah. Okay, and I don't mean to cast aspersions on 40 North nights Philly. a year. I, I don't forty nights that. a year. 
What's that? 40 nights a year for the Sixers. Oh, I'm talking. I'm no, no, it's a Sixers thing. Well, then it's even stupider. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, no, I don't mean, I shouldn't say that because, uh, I mean, I just don't think it's going to revitalize a neighborhood. I, I mean, you know, and, and then if you have people coming in from out of the neighborhood, are they going to want to go there? I mean, look at the problems we've seen with at Temple. Mm-hmm. And again, Temple's a different thing than the Sixers. But there's a lot of people that don't want to go to Temple to yeah. watch anything. And this is north of Temple. It's between yeah, it's, tw- Temple and LaSalle, if you're trying to picture it in your mind. Yeah, it's it's. And I mean, look, it's right on Broad Street. I get it. Um, I, I'm not worried about people. You know, and I'm not happen. worried about my own. I wouldn't be worried about safety for myself or anything, but some people would. Yeah, and I just, like, again, I don't think if your idea is to build a complex where you will have something like maybe you have in Baltimore or... Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh per se or whatever, that's fine. But I don't see that necessarily happening. In in you know, I mean, if you're going to do that, Broad and Washington's probably the best bet for that. Well, all right. There's three other sites that are basically urban, if you will. <clears throat> all are in like the University City area. One it would be at 30th Street Station, on one of them elevated, you know. Buildings built on stilts over the tr- over the train yard kind of Boston deal. Garden. Yeah, kind of like it's been rumored here for 50 years. Yeah, they talked about the Philly Stadium being there. They talked the vet was going to be there. They never seem to work at that. I don't know if it's because the land is too valuable or whatever, but that's one. Schuylkill Yards, which is the old bulletin building, basically. It's owned by Drexel a lot. That area. They I didn't ma- even know there was an old bulletin building out there. <laughs> the, the old. No, I should know this. I'm just. I'm just. I didn't. When you said that, I it just. Well, right across the 30th Street Station. It's that. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen it a million times in my life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's one place at uh, U City Square. It's called 60th mm-hmm. North 36th Street, uh, yep. which is basically right. It's I think well, on Penn's campus. If you're going to sit here and say that basketball is more supported or more appealing to black community. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't seen the makeup of a crowd at a Sixers game lately. So I, I, I don't want to make, you know, I don't want I don't to, even think that's it. I think it's a matter of they're trying to find it maybe in an area which is close to Center City without right, having to I'm pay, within, is, without fitting it into the Center City. Right, but most grid. of the places that you just mentioned are in neighborhoods mm-hmm. that wouldn't be considered great neighborhoods. I, I um, mean, I mean, they're okay. I wouldn't even say U City is that bad. I think U City's all right. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. I mean, I'm just saying is, you know, when I think of Broad and Washington, I think of, I don't know. I still say of all the ten you gave me, South Philly's the one that works for me. Um, I could give you the worst, and this is the last one. The former Philadelphia Energy Solutions Refinery. I don't even know where that's at. South 26th Street. Out on, like, you know, as you go. Um, oh, oh. You know the place that blew near, up? Out near Penn, sort of? Well, it's Southwest Philly. Right. But it's the place that blew up. It's the place that's had fire after fire. It has yeah. environmental issues, and it's near nothing. Near nothing. <laughs> I I still don't understand why. The site in South Philly where all the other stadiums are and all the other... I, I don't understand why that doesn't work. Well, I mean, I, in my own opinion, why it wouldn't work for, for Josh Harris? Yeah, go ahead. 
he wouldn't get parking revenue because that goes to Comcast. Oh, I mean, he's probably looking for something that's his own. Okay, well, and that's fine. He's he's allowed. I, I'll tell you the one that almost makes sense for me is the one in Camden. It it does, um, and especially if you could get some tax breaks yeah. and. Now I don't know what the infrastructure is over. So if you go over the bridge, I don't know how you then go about mm. getting to this. Like I don't know well, if it's an easy thing. If it's not an easy thing, I I don't know. I'll, I'll make a suggestion. If you're going to put in Camden, sh- shut down the Tweeter Center or whatever the the outdoor concert venue is. Build it there. It's the same thing. You could have concerts in it. If you want to make more of an amphitheater type feel to it, you have room there to do that. See, I've never been to the Tweeter Center, so it's I, I nice. Don't, I don't know. It's but nice. But one thing is, if you do it in Camden, you're eliminating the Philadelphia public transportation, and I don't know if that's a big deal or not. I have, I, I don't know how many people take SEPTA to a Sixers game. I don't know. I, yeah. So you you would be eliminating that, um, but from a a standpoint of, I just don't think the sites in the city work. In, in, like, Center City or North Philly or West Philly. I, I just don't think they work. Maybe I'm totally wrong. You know, maybe, maybe um, you know, maybe they would work. Because the other thing is, that, so what you're talking about, that north, up near the North Philly train station? Yeah. That's still a North Philly train station, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I, I, how much is it used? Well, I guess it's used by uh, regional rail. Well, yeah, because that's the one that goes to Temple. Well, no, Temple so, has their own station no now. no 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 but what i'm saying kevin the, the train if you catch the trenton what I, what used to be called the trenton local i don't know what the r7 when i took it it would take you through the north philly station right right through 30th street and somehow how did you get the temple it was the same well i can tell you how i got the temple but it was totally different no but the, the train station at temple doesn't that go through the north philly station i don't know if it goes through i think I think it past now. There? Like, I, I think it may go past there, but I think it now sneaks. No, because I think I it sneaks go, down. It sneaks down differently now. Okay, because when I went to Temple forty years ago, I got off at the North Philly station and walked down Broad Street for a mile because there was no Temple station. Now, n- now I the just, Temple station, which is where the football facility is, right? But I used to think that my kids took the R seven to Temple I, University. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that either. But I'm just saying is if. It, I'm, now, maybe that's a bonus that the uh, that the train would stop near um, there. Right. If that were the case, I, I, but I, yeah. I mean, look, if Josh Harris is looking for his own little pot of gold, then it, won't be, then it won't be in South Philly. No. It's as simple as that. Yep. So, yeah. so that's the Sixer situation. We'll talk with Tyrone on the other on uh, the other. One others. thing I wanted to bring up was this whole now. So now. Maury, Maury's the, the, you know, the guy. Sure. Can we please stop talking about James Harden? Can we please stop it? They're not like, going to make that move now, no. Can we please stop talking about Ben Simmons for James Harden, Embiid for James Harden, this guy for James Harden, that guy for... He's going to make $47 million in two years. 47 for a team that's already got the highest payroll in the league, I believe. Or one of them. Uh, you know, if they want to talk Devin Booker, hey, okay, fine. Talk Devin Booker. What, what, yeah. How about we let see if this coach can make this team work 
with some tweaks. Well, and that's where I think we're we're at right now. I think you can't do anything for this season because, to be honest, it's just the way it is. You know? Well, if Maury's proved anything, he's he can he can make a trade. Yeah. So, um, I, look, I'm I don't think I don't think he makes the trade now. Let's put it that way. Well, he could make a minor trade. I mean, it might. But not he's be, not going to make it a, a, a franchise shatter. You mean he's not going to deal in Beat or Simmons? No, I agree with you. Um, I think what they would love to do is get rid of Horford. Now, how you can do that, I don't know. I or, or Tobias or they're not going to get rid of Tobias. I mean, the only reason they get rid of Tobias is if they get approached by it. Like, let's say Phoenix was going to give you Booker. And God forbid you had to give him Tobias back and, you know, something else really good other than Ben. And then I would say, yeah. But I think Tobias played his best ball under this coach. Yeah, so I would why agree. wouldn't you want to see if he could be that player again with these guys? Unless unless you're thinking that Maury's trying to just make a, 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 a absolute bombshell deal to just... I don't think he's that stupid. I, I don't think he's going to come in and... I think his main thinking right now, if the season's going to start December 22nd, mm-hmm. apparently it's going to, I think his main area of trying to do something is to get rid of Horford and get another point guard in case the coach doesn't necessarily want to play Ben at the point. Right. Yeah, who that is or what that is. I mean, I, that's why I can't see the uh, Chris Paul move because Chris Paul makes like, $40 million a year, mm-hmm. you know, and then again, you're getting older, which is not always a bad thing. If you're trying, you know, I think if you're the Sixers right now at this moment, you're thinking in the next three years, you got to win. You want to at the very least be in a finals. Yeah, I agree. You know, now whether you can do that, I don't see why you can't, but there are people who would tell you that the Ben and, and Joel thing won't get them there. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. All right. So that's all the sports end of it. So if you don't like hearing us talk other things. And why ain't I playing golf today, by the way? I don't know. Okay. Um, I wanted to give you every, I know everybody goes stick to pol- or stick to sports, everything. All right. This is, we gave you an hour and 15 minutes of sports. And, but look, we're, both honest and we're truthful and given what's happened this week and everything that's still going on as we record this at about 4 15 on friday afternoon um i mean it, it, this has been a long year mike and so it kind of feels fitting that this look it's not 2000 when they went 40 days with bush gore but it's kind of fitting that this long year is going to end up ending. Are you surprised? Um, no, no. Uh, given how everything has gone, no, not at all. I mean, are you surprised? Oh God, no. I see. This is what I've done the last week. I haven't listened to anything. I didn't listen on Tuesday night. I didn't listen a couple of days before. I haven't listened a couple of days after until last night when the president spoke. Because there's no reason for me to listen. I I know what they're going to say, what they're going to, whatever. Okay, fine. So the president feels like he's being ripped off, but he said this six months ago. 
He told you six months ago it was going to be a fraud election. Well, what does that mean? That means if the Republicans lose, it's a fraud. If he loses, it's a fraud election. Pretty much. He comes on last night and says, stop counting in states where Biden's gaining. Keep counting in states where I'm trailing. Right. Huh? Yeah. Then he comes and, on. And, and, says, and I think the reassuring part on this is there's been a ton of Republicans who have come out and said, no, you can't do this. That's fine. But he, he comes out and says, and they ask him, he never gives evidence of anything. But okay, right. fine. He, he never has. But he comes out and tells you that the votes that are being counted now came in after the, no, they didn't. No. They came in weeks ago. They came in months ago. But the people in Pennsylvania, they were trying for months to get the votes counted before the end of the election. They won't let them. They said, no, you can't do that. So, okay, so now we got to count votes. And by the way, most of the people that are going to do mail-in ballots are Democrats yeah. who aren't going to vote for him. I hate to break the news to him like this. He went on there last night and said, you know, he told everybody was wrong. The polls are wrong. This was, okay, fine. Say what you want. And, and you know and what? He, dr- he has a valid argument about polls. And you and I have worked in the media enough, and we understand the power that sometimes the expectations play. But then it's undercut by the fact that he had 70 million votes. What kind of the suppression polls, was going there? His opponent has six million more popular votes. Well, four. But go ahead. Four. Right. Right. What is fraudulent about that? But, okay. But Mike, it's the seventy million. He drew way more than he did last time. Well, more people voted. Right. I mean, there's I. Was there anybody who, that felt like they didn't go to the polls that probably should have because they felt you know. No, I think that there was no sub- either anything, way. I, I, anything, I think that would get that would give me more. If I was a Trump supporter, and they told me my guy was in trouble, that would give me all the more reason to go. And I think his base is so solid. Yeah, it's pretty that clear. They're going to vote. Um, well, they're going to go out and support him. I was standing in line the other day. I mean, I you know, I saw some things that turned me a little bit, but hey, it's, it's okay. Um. It is what it is what it is. Well, th- there's a couple other points I-, I want to observe out of this, and this is amateur poli sci. Okay, I- I'll admit it. Okay? One, if there was this much fraud, why did the Democrats lose House seats? Why didn't the Democrats win the Senate? You know, it was only fraud at the top of the ticket? Yep. It's, it's, it's fraud when it needs to be fraud, Kevin. I mean, it's, you know, they won't let us in to watch these people count the votes. Well, what, what do they think? Democrats are the only ones that that that, that cheat. Well, no, it, it, I mean, come on. There is a mechanism He's, where there. It, 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 it's not even like people are not being allowed in. It's how far in are you allowed? Are you allowed six feet or ten feet? Well, we're in the pandemic, so they're going to go with the the ten feet. Think, think about this. The only reason why mail-in ballots were as prevalent this year more was the pandemic because of the pandemic, which he refuses to acknowledge is a big deal. Okay, that's fine. I feel for all those people who are volunteer, yeah, they're making like five bucks an hour, whatever the hell they make, to count these votes and do their job. And that's all they're trying to do is do their job. And and they're getting vilified for no reason other than the wrong guy won. Well, that's the only reason. And, and look, I'll, I'll say this, and many of you who have known me for years or have talked to me, I am more conservative than Michael. I think that's a given. I think I'm fairly conservative on a lot of social issues, and but I'm not as non-conservative no. as you might think. No, there's there's things where I'll say no, shoot him, 
you know. But but I I will say this, okay? And I hope this is the lesson for the Democratic Party. <coughs> you know, we we've heard the the we've heard the we've heard the progressive wing, the the hardline progressive wing, if you will. Um Say, well, you know, if Bernie Sanders had run, you know, the Bernie Sanders runs against Trump this time, he gets swamped. Yep. He loses Absolutely. 400 electoral votes. Okay. You, part of the reason that they did, they lost some people in the House and they didn't win the Senate was the idea that they, they played too hard to the, they played too hard to the left. Okay. That most of the I country, told, I told you that months ago. Right, it, he was he was playing to his base. He didn't have to play to his base. No, I'm t- I'm talking. Or you're saying who played to his base? Well, the Republic. Like, no, Trump I'm saying the Democrats. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying the Democrats played too hard to the left. Oh, I think I in a lot of those okay. cases, why this happened is because the Democrats played a little too hard to the left, in my opinion. Okay. And that's why they didn't win because, the Senate. Because, right, why they didn't win the nope. Senate, why they lost seats you. in the House, why it's a thin majority that right. they have in the House. Okay? Which leads to point number three. This actually may work out. If Biden wins the presidency, okay, you have Mitch McConnell, who has a, a Senate he may lose in two years. He's already going to lose, well, you know, the, the Pennsylvania seat's going to be open that they're going to have to defend with Toomey. Um, you know, it's going to be a one seat majority at this point that may get some stuff done that may need to get done. Uh, there may be more room for compromise. There's going to be more of a personal relationship between sure. the Senate majority leader and Joe sure. Biden. If it happens, I agree. I, um, I agree but, with you. But, but what I, what I want is for both parties. Now that we've seen how divided the country is to take a step back, take a step back and realize most of the country just wants common sense, just wants moderation. You know, don't you, you know, you can look and say, I don't need my president tweeting at five in the morning and making my life nervous as hell. And you can't, and there's other portions that but, you say, don't burn down the, don't burn down the damn city. But here, here's the problem, Kevin is, I mean, it could be a problem. The ex-president, if he is indeed the ex-president, won't stop doing that, okay? Because it's not in his DNA, okay? He's not going to go off silently into the into where the, the, the netherworld. No, and you're so, right. You're right, but I'll say this. This is where it's going to be big for the Republican Party to create. They have to distance this a little bit. And I know he just got 70 million votes. You have to walk that line, but he's he can't be the kingmaker for 24. You know that. And I think Mitch McConnell knows that. And I think probably everybody. And look, I consider all I want to. Trump's done some good things. He has. He, there's, there, he, he's not. It's the way he acts as a person that that makes you like. And and, and, and look, it, it's it's the. I will tell you that the worst gaffe in my mind of Donald Trump. And I'll say this now, whether he's going to win or not. And it looks it looks like he's not going to win. Okay. To me, one of the worst gaffes Donald Trump did was turn his back on what 70 years of American policy was in, in foreign relations. You know, the, that you left the Kurds there to, to kind of get slaughtered in Syria 
when they were dying with you and help you fight. Well, that's because he knows more than his generals, and he'll and he'll be the first person to tell you that. He'll be the first person to tell you he knows more than Fauci. Okay, my personal opinion. I don't know if Joe Biden's going to be a good president or not. I, I don't know no either. If he's the president, right? He, you know, he isn't the president yet. Donald Joe Biden did not win this election. Donald Trump lost this election. And where he lost it was how he handled the pandemic. It's as simple as that. There's nothing else. If there had been no pandemic, whatever you think of the pandemic, whatever you think mm-hmm. of it, if there had not been one, Donald wins. Easily. And I'm not even sure it would have been close. No, easily. You're right. And Because so, without the pandemic, then the economy's booming. And the economy almost got him in this time anyway. Exactly. And his refusal to acknowledge that it was more serious. Well, he did to Bob Woodward. I mean, he told Bob Woodward all these things, but but wouldn't acknowledge it. And I still say, if this had been two years ago, where it was an election year, would he have handled it any differently? I don't know this. I don't know. It's. I think it's really funny, Kevin, that in the last month we haven't heard the word vaccine once. But all we heard for three months was there's going to be a vaccine tomorrow. Well, there's going to be a vaccine. And then all of a sudden, when it didn't matter anymore because it wasn't going to affect the election, then there's no mention of it. And for all I know, there might not be a vaccine until 2025. I, I have no idea. Well, I, I'll say this, Mike. I, I, and it's not his fault if there's not a vaccine. I'm I, not blaming him for that. I talked to a buddy of mine who is a Republican who works with the Republican Party. I'll just say that, okay? And I talked to him about a week ago. And we, we've avoided the conversation because, uh, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's an, unco- it's an uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable conversation, conversation and, and and you don't. And nobody wins. No, and, and wins. you know the one thing I admire, like the one thing I've tried to do, is acknowledge that I don't have all the answers. Okay, yep. and I don't, I don't begrudge people who looked at it and said, "I want Donald Trump for four more years." I personally couldn't bring myself to that choice, but I—that's me. I respect other people's viewpoint that they yep. could. Sure. And I don't view them as racist or whatever. I, I think there's some people, oh, if you vote for Trump, you're racist. Well, no. Everybody looks at the world through their own spectrum. You yeah. may judge them as something, but I just couldn't bring myself to it. Okay. But I asked him, like, how he thought everything would play out. And he kind of called this directly. He said, I think Trump's going to lose in a in a squeaker. Okay. Well, and it might go- not be a squeaker. But, well, yeah, you're, but, you're, but you're, I mean, you're right. You're right. you know, that yeah. we're still talking about four days later. Sure. And his point was, he goes, here's the one argument I have with Trump. He never could admit a mistake. Never. And he said he had a second chance on the whole pandemic thing a month ago when he got sick. And if he had come out, he goes, and you hate saying this politically, but he had come out and said, you know what? I got sick. It was bad. I had the best of care. I want you to have the best of care. And also learn from me. Wear a mask. That's all, all he had this. to say. That's all he, he would have said, and he would have coasted. Kevin, he would have taken remember, so much of the arsenal away from Biden. Do you remember in August, and and I don't think Biden like pumped the pandemic as hard as I thought he would, because I think you could have like used all. I don't necessarily like, think Joe Biden was a great campaigner, or I don't either. I, I don't, and, and that's what I was worried that you know maybe he was, but. All that stuff that he said to Bob Woodward, you could have played that over and over and over and over until, you know, it was coming out your ear. But around, I think it was in August, it was July or August, and Trump came out and said, he had, and he said, look, this is going to get worse before it gets better. 
Mm-hmm. And it was the first time he had kind of acknowledged that. If yeah. you tell him it's going to go away, it's going to go away. And then I even think that's when he kind of brought the mask thing up because McConnell had started wearing a mask, Graham yeah. had started wearing a mask, whatever. And it lasted for like a week. Yeah. And then it just went away again. I'm thinking like, no, all you have to do is show some compassion, show some empathy, show some. And, and that's what I think the one thing Joe will do. I could be wrong. He will be conciliatory. He will be, you know, as he said all along, you know, I'm going to try to govern for everybody. I'm not just going to try to govern now. You know, with politics, that doesn't always happen. We, right. we know, you know, your taxes might go up, this might, whatever. But I, I this is how I look at this. And, and you tell me if I'm wrong. When when John Calipari went through that whole thing with John Cheney 27 mm-hmm. years ago, 26 years ago, whatever it was, we Girardi came up with the name, called him Coach Victim. He was Coach Victim. Donald Trump is the victim in this. He is making himself to be. Why is he the victim? What happened to Donald Trump? other than he might only serve one term as president. Well, and, and this is where, like, you, you hear people say about him coming back in four years. He'll be 78 years old. Um, yeah. I would say it's more likely another person with the last name Trump runs as opposed to him. Um, because I, I also, and this is, I, I'm going to choose my words on this. I never got the shot he loved the job anyway. He loved the attention the job gave him. Yep. But I never got the sense that he loved the nuts and bolts of government. And you see, you see policy, you know, uh, uh, whatever you thought of Obama, whatever you thought of a, uh, W. Bush and all that. In a way, they were policy wonks. Um, that they loved the, the minutia of the fight and everything. He loved the attention. He didn't love the granular stuff. He loved being Donald Trump. Yeah. And... and- well, how many stories, Kevin, did we read? And again, somebody will say, well, that's CNN right now or whatever, about former aides, former people in his inner circle. Saying saying how disconnected he was. But And he never, re- he, didn't, he wouldn't read the, um, right. the the things they were sending him. And, it, and But that's him because, again, he had that quote the one time. I know more than this guy. You know, at one point early in the pandemic, he said, I don't know why they just don't make me the but, head of this because but, I know more about this but, than everybody. Uh, but, I also, but I also, like, let's also acknowledge, Mike, you know, the people that voted for him, it's a fierce loyalty. You know, he, oh, no he brought something. He Donald Trump brought something to the equation, whether you want to admit it or not. Maybe some people say it brings up ugly, ugly things about the country. Well, it, but look at how many people voted. By the time this is over, you could have almost 150 million people vote. At a time when we as a country, we're not really in, engaged. Now, will that last next year when it comes to choosing a DA in Philadelphia? I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, but it but it happened. Kevin, I don't remember anybody in my lifetime that has the kind of support that Donald Trump has. It's fanaticism. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying it's it, and it can be scary if you're on the other side of it mm-hmm. because it almost like like it's like when all that stuff was happening with the Black Lives America, you know, and and the guy would go to Kenesha and shoot a couple people or whatever, right. and, and you almost got the feeling that there were some people who weren't like concerned enough that that was actually happening. They were all and and that's the scary part. I have no problem with them being loyal to Donald, but Donald would never at any point say, "Hey, folks, maybe we got to calm down here a little bit." That's not in his. 
You know, and I think if you're a president or a leader, you have to have that kind of ability to say, okay, we're in a crisis here. You know, how are we going to handle this? How am I going to, you know, know, and that's how leaders are judged. That's why Bush got a bad rap, the second Bush, because, you know, when 9-11 came, they said, oh, you didn't handle that well. And then it was the Adam Hussein weapons of mass destruction. You know, Clinton had his issues. Obama. Every president's going to have his issues. Right. There's no Reagan had his issues. Right. He had the Iran Contra for crying out. Carter loud. had his issues with the Iranian hostages. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, on and on and on. Kennedy had his issues. Nixon had Watergate. Nixon had Watergate. I mean, yeah. So, but it's just at some point, you have to be able to talk to the. You have to be able to bring the country together and not divide the country, and that isn't what, at least in my opinion what we've seen enough of during this administration. And what I hope happens going forward is we all take a deep breath. You know, acknowledge that we're not all going to agree. It's a big damn country. What was the best advice, Kevin, you ever gave on this show? Six months ago. I don't know what it was. You said, listen. Yeah. You said, you've got to listen. So, it, it, you know, I have friends who are Trump people. Yeah. I try to listen. Maybe I don't always do the best job. Maybe I could do better. Maybe they could do better. Maybe we could all do better. But I just don't know if the point we're at, because basically the country's split in half. Listen, I mean, even the li- voting. Right. Listen and don't always assign sinister reasons yeah. behind whatever a person's thinking. I'm sure some people do. You know, I'm sure if you take a percentage of that, there's a, 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 a of you know the the chaos and anarchy in on one side and chaos and anarchy or the other. You know, people who want that. I'm sure there's a yeah. small percentage, but I think most people just want to live their lives and go yep. about their business, and they have different ways of looking at it. Yep. And you know, this is, and we're not the only country that faces this. No. Yeah. Almost every other country in the world goes through the same thing we're going through. You know, we just don't know about it because we don't live there. We don't care no, what's going and, on and, in and, and, and my hope is nobody's, you know, if you're a Biden supporter, you can feel good today. You can, you know, if tonight it ends and they declare Pennsylvania and, you know, th- this is over or, or even, you know, if it's in two weeks or whatever. If your guy wins, which I think it looks like it's, he's going to, you know. Let's get to work. Let's get to work on trying to build it back together. Kevin, as I said, when, when Trump won four years ago, I have a, I, and I was with a couple of my friends who were, you know, were Republicans, and they, they, they said something to me like, well, how do you feel? You know, you know, and he said, look, he's my president. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. I might not, I might not have voted for him, or I might not, but he's my president. I got to root for him um, because if I don't, what's the alternative? And Canada is not an alternative. <laughs> I'm just fearful, Kevin, that the next time, and you know it's going to happen, I know it's going to happen, uh, a black person gets shot somewhere by, you know, some police officer, or there's a Charlottesville, or there's, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. You know, Nancy Pelosi says something stupid that people don't agree with. Uh, by the way, um, by the way, I, if I was the House Democrats, I would find another speaker. Well, point. that, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. You're more politically inclined than I. I mean, it's t- it's time to refresh the the leadership. You're pro- and you're probably right. And you're probably. But what I'm saying is, 
How are we going to react when that happens? We just went through the thing here in Philadelphia. I don't know. Two weeks ago. I can't say and that. And you know that three weeks from now, and the one disturbing thing to me a little bit, and I, I didn't want to go here, but whatever. You know, when you're mentioning cities that are corrupt, and see, well, how come Detroit and Philly are the two that got mentioned? You know? And boy, what do Detroit and Philly have in common? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. But, but, but why does that go unsaid? Why is that like an underlying thing? That, well, that you can just throw out there as yeah, I mean all the things he said about Philadelphia. Yeah, but but let's also be honest. The two places that he lost that he needed to win, presumably that's fine. But then are Pennsylvania and Michigan. But so you say that. I, well, that's the way I, I took just, it, Mike. Right. I I didn't take it as. I mean, maybe maybe I'm naive. Uh, well, maybe I'm completely naive. No, but I, don't but think, I think if I think naive, if it was I think if it was let's say Massachusetts, he would have said that Boston was corrupt. If it was Chicago, he would have said Chicago was corrupt. Well, no, because he mentioned Philadelphia specifically. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Well, because Philadelphia other, was in the middle of of his election. Pre- what other person in a position that he's in has ever said that in the history of the world? Nobody. Yeah, you know, you never heard Lyndon Johnson say. Bad things happen in Dallas. Well, that's a bad example, but I'm just saying is <laughs> oh, you, you can't right. <laughs> well, soon. No, well, they told you. I'm just saying is I know you can't say that. You can't. You know you you can you can say hey I'm I'm worried you know because and look we know what, there's been corrupt politics in Philadelphia. I mean I'm not going to sit here and say you know that doesn't happen. The, the Democrats won the election in 1960 because Joseph Kennedy. Went in with the Chicago mob boss, yeah, and won for his son. So and his son, and his son may have ways. paid the price for it, if you believe right. um, some of the theories. I just it's become so, um, like there's no compromise anymore. Oh. And somewhere, somehow, some way, there's got to be room for compromise. I don't know. Maybe there isn't. Maybe maybe we've passed that point. I, I you know, maybe this maybe this election has told us something, that this country really is this divided. And if that's the case, then it's a shame because I, I don't know how. I mean, I guess if Joe Biden is the next president, I guess that's on him to try to. Yeah. But if the other side isn't going to let you try to do that, then you're probably not going to get it done anyway. Yeah. <sighs> I would uh, like to see the first phone call. If, if, if Joe Biden does win... If that's what happens, I would love to see Joe Biden call Mitch McConnell. They Mitch. Well, okay? that, that may have to happen for other reasons, to be honest. I understand that. I understand that. But you say, Mitch, I know me and you don't agree on a lot of things, but we, we got to try to fix this. You know, and like you said, maybe you get Nancy Pelosi out of the equation um, and you start new. You start kind of new. You know, Mitch McConnell's not new, but and Joe Biden's been around forever. So these guys know each other. They know how they play the game. They, they, you know, um, but man, I just hope by the time the next election comes, whoever's running, whoever's doing whatever the heck they're doing, I just hope we're in a better place. Oh. That's all. Um, before we go, and so that that's the end of our political end of it. Did you get to go to the... Uh... By the way, I got to tell you, you're very good with the politic thing. Well. I enjoyed listening to you. Well, I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm it, serious. It, uh, honestly, it's a, it's a it's a passion. It's driven my wife nuts this week because CNN okay. or or uh, Fox or MSNBC has been on but you're all more, week. You're more in tune than I am, Kevin. I mean, I'm in tune, but you're more in tune. 
And I, I'll tell you, one of the greatest things I heard this week was I, my son called me last night, you know, to talk to my grandson. And he said he's an independent, okay? And he, I'm pretty sure he voted for Biden. And he said, Dad, you know, I try to, you know, I, I guess I had CNN on or I don't know. And he goes, yeah, Dad, you know, he said, I turned on Fox News because I try to listen to, to all of them. Mm-hmm. And he goes, even the people on Fox News were kind of ripping them. For like, and I said, Stephen, I'm so proud of you just for like, like listening to three or four different outlets to get three or four different opinions. Well, that's what, I don't that's what do you that. should do. I know, and I don't. A- and it's do honest, that. honestly like I'm coming up with a lesson plan for school about media literacy, and and I think one of the problems that we've had as a country is we all run to the, we always run to what makes it our comfort food. You yeah. know, if you're a conservative, you're on the Fox and you watch Hannity right. and Carlson and, and Ingram. And, and if you're a liberal, you go to MSNBC and watch Matto and or flip over to CNN and watch Cuomo and, and Lemon and Cooper and all that. Right. And, or we read the news that we want to read and we don't really read from the other side. Right. right. And, and I think and one of the things in talking to this teacher I've been talking to, I said, you have to almost present it as, OK. Here is here are the different here are the different sources and here is where they are viewed on the spectrum and allow these kids to, to make up their own choice. Absolutely. I, I, it almost it almost made me wish that I should just change to an independent. Um, well, th- that's the other part of this. I don't want to be labeled as a Democrat, although most of the time I do vote. I voted Republican sometimes in my life. Um but I, you know, because I just think when we label someone a Republican or a Democrat, we're labeling them, you know, and sometimes, yeah, and, and, and sometimes I, it's white, but sometimes it's not. And we, and we've gone to the, we've all gone tribalist on this, that we all run to just listen to the people we want to listen to. And that's wrong. And there's two extremes. There can be two extremes. And it wasn't this, and it wasn't this way for most of our history. It wasn't. Well, we, we didn't. We, but yeah, but we didn't live through all that history. I mean, maybe it was, and we just don't know about it. Or you got. I mean, let's face it, Kevin. Fifty years ago, there wasn't the TVs. Like, I mean, you had three, six, and you, you had ABC, NBC, and CBS. Right. And you had the New York Times, and you had the whatever. Now you got a hundred outlets. I mean, you got, you, you know, you got Twitter. You got, you know, all this stuff going on. That if this had been there 50, 60 years ago, maybe maybe it would have been like this 50, 60 years ago. Right. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, Joe McCarthy came came along. I don't know. I mean, who the hell knows? I, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Just all right. notice, Kevin. Notice. 2021, and, and I don't mean this politically. I'm, this, right. That has nothing to do with that. If If Trump wins this thing, hey. He's my president for four more years. I'm rooting for him. 20, 2021 has to be better, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Because I don't want to. I don't want to be sitting here like next September, or October, with no fans in the stands still, and and no vaccine, and you know, and no restaurants, and no vacations, and. I, I, man, and I'm fearful that there's still going to be some of that going on. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's I'm it for us this drunk. week. Yeah. Go get drunk. Uh, we're back 
on Tuesday next week, and uh, then we'll have our Friday show. We're going to get Tyrone. Uh, we're gonna hope I'm gonna get in contact with Tyrone, and hopefully we'll get an Eagles guest on next weekend. Because if we're going to do Tyrone, you got to do it, you know, obviously earlier in, in the, the day, day or, or at night, right? So, all right, Michael. So you're you're gonna let Tyrone get all fired up for four hours on with Mikey missing, then bring him on with us? No, I, I will not. I will not <laughs> force him to do that. So, all right, well, Mike. What do you think? What do you think his word for the day will be? He always has a word. I know. For the day. I know. I don't know. That'll be that'll be a good question. Reconciliation. Exactly. Okay. That's so. a good word. Okay, man. All right, Mike, stay good. Be good. Our thanks to you for joining us. Our thanks for joining us all along. We're back next week. This is Bam. We're gonna be Hey!